Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley. You are listening to the Shepherd Cast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. This week, we continue our sheltering in place due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So without any further ado, I'd like to hand it over to Pastor Scott Anderson, who has your weekly sermon and Bible readings for this Sunday. Greetings to you on this sixth Sunday of Easter. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you hold together all things in heaven and on earth. In your great mercy, receive the prayers of all your children and give to all the world the spirit of your truth and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 through 22. Who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear, and do not be intimidated. But in your hearts, sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better for to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey when God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark in which a few, that is, eight persons, were saved through water. And baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading comes from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter, beginning at the 15th verse. Jesus said to the disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. 
On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The Gospel of our Lord. Joy in the Resurrection was marvelously shared in the Narnia Chronicles written by C.S. Lewis. In this classic set of books set in World War II, four English children are sent by their parents to live in the country with their aunt and uncle where it is safer. When they arrive at their uncle's house, they feel orphaned and fearful. We too may have felt similar emotions from isolation during our quarantine and stay-at-home practices. However, it is there that the children find a portal to Narnia, where they are transformed into royalty. Here again is a wonderful reminder for us that we also are heirs of God's kingdom through our baptism into Christ. Wherever we have felt lost and alone, even abandoned, we too need to remember through our baptism that we are brothers and sisters united in Christ. We too are princesses and princes to the kingdom of to the King of Kings. In this, we have hope. Hope in God is a gift. As we heard in our gospel text today, Jesus gives us hope when he says, I will not leave you orphaned. Like the children in the Narnia Chronicles, we too are not abandoned as Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit to abide with us. We are never alone because God is there. Jesus' words, I will not leave you orphaned, remind us of the name given to the Christ child, Emmanuel, meaning God with us. We have hope because God is indeed with us in every time and in every place. Emmanuel is God's promise given in the Great Commission. I am with you always to the end of the age. These words of not being left orphaned in John remind us again that hope is grounded in the future that is promised by God. This hope is truly a trust in God. This hope does not disappear in bad times as if we thought God abandoned or orphaned us, nor it is not to disappear in good times, as if by our own strength we accomplished our blessings on our own. Jesus' loving and abiding presence of Emmanuel is further emphasized in the next verse. Because Jesus lives, so also we will live. This is the Easter promise. This is the Easter promise of joy and hope. Jesus' words in John's Gospel give us an even deeper understanding of hope. Hope continues to abide and to remain with us through the Holy Spirit and with Jesus. Hope abides in us when we keep Jesus' commandments, especially the commandment to love one another as Jesus loved us. 
As Christians, then, our words and actions should be expressions of loving one another as Jesus loved us. Hope in God. This is a reminder to a faithful people being persecuted in our epistle reading. The author reminds them, y'all have been given that living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In our text this morning, Peter reminds his readers of this hope when they suffer for the Christ, for doing what is right, that they will be blessed. Peter was probably recalling the Beatitudes taught by Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. No orphans here in this blessing. Through that beatitude, we are reminded that righteousness is fidelity to God's will. So reminding them of this blessing, Peter encourages these Christians who are suffering for their faith, do not fear what they fear and do not be intimidated. I love these words because they say a lot. As Christians, we should not fear their fear. As Americans, we need to recall FDR's words, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Do not fear what they fear. We should not give in to fear whether it is the fear of a bully, the fear of a medical test result, the fear of being accepted for who you are, the fear of failure. Rather, we are called to a living hope that comes from an empty tomb. This is not just something, but everything. As we look to our cross, we are reminded of the depth of love and grace that God gives. In this, we have hope. In this, we will not fear their fear. Martin Luther was able not to fear their fear. By sanctifying Christ as Lord in his heart. We can understand why Luther cherished this epistle. In his trials, debates, and confrontations, even his excommunication, Luther was always ready to make his defense to anyone who demanded from him an accounting of the hope that was in him. Luther was inspired with this epistle, which closes, This is the true grace of God. Stand fast in it. We, too, by what we say and do, should make ready our defense for the gospel of Jesus Christ to witness to the true grace of God and to stand fast in it. We will not fear their fear, because we trust in God, because Christ as Lord is in our hearts. And so this is what it means to hope in God against all the odds because the grace of the resurrected Jesus is always there for us. Again, Peter, speaking from his own experiences and his own accounting before the authorities in the Acts of the Apostles, gives sage advice here. Do your witness of the good news of Jesus Christ with gentleness and reverence. Jesus shows us this gentleness as the suffering servant, 
as was proclaimed earlier in the epistle. Yes, Jesus suffered and died for our sins, but he was also resurrected and exalted, as we heard in our epistle text today. With the victory of our risen Lord, we can, like Luther, stand fast in the grace of God. We, too, amidst difficulties, challenges, even feeling abandoned, will not fear their fear. We will not fear abandonment by those who try to exercise their fear over us. You see, our world is in desperate need for the hope of the risen Lord and for our witness to Jesus Christ through Christ-like, unselfish, and unconditional love. Hope happens through the abiding love for Jesus and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Today, let us not allow our trials, our temptations, even our failures to defeat us, to cause us to be afraid. In this way, we may find the sacrificial ways to love one another as Jesus loved us. And to this, all of God's children said, Amen. You've just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you are able and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, once we are able to resume in-person worship safely, we invite you to join us that Sunday at 9.30 a.m. for a special celebration of Easter, regardless of what that day is. As I say every week, we are a church in service. If you wish to support this podcast, we hope you'll support us by supporting our church's ministry. To learn more about all of the ways you can support us, be it donating to us, volunteering with us, or otherwise, please visit sotvchurch.com support. Of course, you can keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at sotvsandyville.com. And you can visit us online at sotvchurch.com. We'll be back next week with another episode, so please tune in then. So until then, we thank you for listening, God bless, and please continue to pray for all affected by this pandemic.